Hello, and welcome back to Story Arcs Podcast. Today we're going to be covering Captain America Man and Wolf, which is a story arc that went through Captain America Volume 1, 402 through 407 with an epilogue in 408. Uh, it's a little bit different than some of the other things that we've done in the fact that it is fully a story that is just straight through one comic. And I don't think we've done anything that was just straight through one ongoing comic. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's backup stories through all those issues as well. And we're not going to cover the backup stories. We're just going to try to cover the main main stories today. So our writer for these these issues, for most of these issues, uh, Mark Grunwald, penciler Rick Levins, inkers uh, Danny Bolanati, <laughs> colorist Gina Going, letter Joe Rosen, and the editor was Ralph Macchio. And if you're not familiar with Marvel Comics from this era, Ralph Macchio is not the Karate Kid. He is a longtime Marvel writer and editor uh, that went through the 80s and, and 90s here. So, um, Gavin, got any uh, comments before we get into the breakdown? Um, don't think so. I think I'm ready for, yeah, I mean, the the summary. I know this, this story was... Yeah, just a, a bit different, I feel like, than the, the normal comics uh, we, we've been seeing. And, yeah, I guess, again, just because this is, now that we're recording on Halloween, it feels, uh, yeah, it feels right. Yep, so this is this is our uh, unofficial Halloween episode. That's why we chose uh, Cap Wolf. And also, this is the second time we're recording this episode as we had some technical difficulties, so... So the story here, Captain America goes to a town to investigate some werewolf murders, uh, werewolf-involved murders, and he ends up getting captured and turned into a werewolf by Deadly Nightshade, I believe is the character's name, who is working for a Dreadmond, uh, another character. Neither one of these characters, I think, are probably ones that people are super familiar with. Uh, he then manages to end up convincing the other captured werewolves to fight with him and they escape and fight against the other bad werewolves that have, are the townspeople essentially have, that have been turned into werewolves by Nightshade and Dreadmond. Uh, Wolverine makes an appearance and is brainwashed and Wolfsbane, Feral, Jack Russell, and John Jameson are all also involved in this story. If you recognize that theme, these are all wolf human hybrid type characters throughout the Marvel Universe. Uh, so everybody everybody gets involved here that has pretty much any wolf or wolf-related uh, backstory. <laughs> Even right. though Feral and Wolfsbane are not werewolves, uh, and Jack Russell and John Jameson are officially werewolves via mystic means. Yeah. Not really explained very well. Uh, which you will come to see as a uh, hallmark of this story. Yes, definitely a, a lot going on overall. I uh, think you were pretty much done right with that summary. I think that leads in. I can talk about, you know, a few of the things uh, generally, you know, might have liked about it. I, I mean, like you said, it's jam-packed with characters. I feel like the most we've we've seen since, uh, yeah, one of the earlier comics we covered. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like in some ways, uh, because it's the first appearance of some characters um like moon hunter i feel like they focus on a bit and you do get some you know a bit of character development there and you know i mean some of the lesser people that are never focused on in the stories you know they're allowed a bit of 
room to shine, I guess. Um, but at the same time, uh, there's definitely like extra things going on here in this comic that don't have to do with the main storyline, unfortunately, and can kind of just get you distracted. Like, oh, was that even important? Do I need to remember that? Uh, so that's definitely uh, one of the, you know, the the downsides to it to me. I don't know about your likes and dislikes. Yeah, we. I mean, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty classic uh, comics. I mean, this is this is kind of the stuff that a lot of people pick up and and just assume that this is what most comics are like. Not a ton of substance. Mostly there just for kind of a fun ride. Um, definitely could have been fleshed out quite a bit more. Uh, the plot plot is sometimes there sometimes logical not at all the time though and you, i talked a little bit about there's backup stories but then there's also yeah there's a subplot that is leading into the next storyline because this is part of ongoing comics there's a subplot that doesn't really have anything to do with anything uh, involving d-man and we do not have enough time to accurately explain d-man uh i think in this <laughs> in this uh show so Culturally, there, there's not really a lot of cultural significance here. Um, for me, the only thing I really had down for cultural significance is uh, Cap Wolf is just, he's cool as fuck. And yeah, Captain America World War. Right, right. I had um, a little something, I feel like with one of the uh, the main characters, you know, the Nightshade you brought up. Uh, they definitely did play a major role, you know, being a black female kind of doctor scientist kind of role, you know, doing all the experiments on the werewolves. That was, uh, you know, good to see that in a in a prominent, uh, you know, position, especially when I know uh, researching it a bit, you have seen how how our character might have started out as just kind of a more sexual object, not really focus on anything, uh, you know, of their abilities. Yeah, she was she was still a scientist, I think, in her first appearance, but yeah, very much like a black exploitation type character pulled from from those those movies of that that era uh, in her first appearance. <laughs> I think she has a lab coat in in Cap Wolf, though, right? Right, right. She's looking pretty yeah, respectable yeah, overall yeah. in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, I mean, especially for the '90s, you know, we're we're, <laughs> we're talking about talking about the the '90s uh, actually having some cultural sensitivity and some uh, yeah. women that were wearing clothes that is it's impressive yeah uh 90s comics did not have that a lot uh <laughs> you know not a lot i think we talked about this not a lot through our lens that was you know it's not really something that i think where you come from has any bearing on, on how you read this story it's it's pretty much again mostly for fun so that you're not really supposed to take much away from it um and again not a lot of cl classical literature connections there is, I will say, however, you know, werewolf stories, there's werewolves of pretty much every form and function in here. You have the ones here that are turned by science. Uh, of course, Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, has kind of more of a curse background, if you know anything about that character. John Jameson doesn't turn into a wolf through his gym in this. He's lost the gym. Dreadman has it. We'll get into that. But... His origin is typically the Moonstone, I think is what it's called, that turns him into a werewolf. And then, of course, we have the the Marvel mutants uh, that are wolf wolf based mutants that are involved here too. So, um, our next next section, you know, we typically go uh, 
the hell is our next section. And so something weird that stuck out. And for me, that was pretty much everything. I mean, this is, it's, it's just all great 90s weirdness and pseudo-mystical, pseudo-scientific, pseudo-every every background idea that you can come up with. They just make it work. Yeah. And for me, I, I chose something in particular because I feel like uh, in comics, you know, stories where the typical protagonist uh, armor, you know, that people have, um, I thought for once there was something in here where Dr. Druid, you know, that's helping out Captain America, um, you know, seems to be killed by the uh, the villain here, you know, gets his throat cut, uh, bleeding out everything, but apparently, apparently he turns out fine, um, and they don't really, you know, explain too much about that, so that was a really, uh, you know, what the hell, how is this guy, you know, living, does he have special, you know, invincible powers? There's a line, there's just like a throwaway line where Cap is just like narrates to himself, like, oh, well, maybe he used his powers to stop from dying but then he then like two panels later he's like actually like a dead body and so it that doesn't even work right like he he thinks something about like well maybe he stopped the bleeding with his mind so as to not die and then he just comes back and yeah nothing no no explanations nothing uh as is uh pretty much the bar for this comic so Let's let's jump off jump uh, to the awards now. Uh, so best character, Gavin. Uh, who's your who's your best character? Um, yes, mine was going to be the the main baddie, which was uh, Dreadman uh, slash uh, you know Star Wolf, since they had uh, you know with the power of the Moonstone had a pretty cool you know transformation in which even the you know the art looked pretty pretty cosmic in itself you know the star wolf um you know i won't necessarily you know, spoil how how much of a fight the star wolf put up but it, it's a it's a cool character i like his uh just the way that uh armor looks outside of it actually reminds me a little bit of the what the grim reaper that we just covered on the guest the legends it's that you know that classic boxy style armor and with the you know, badass purple helmet, so... <laughs> yeah, the Dreadman's I... armor prior to the Star Wolf, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, for me, uh, Cap Wolf, uh, duh, Cap Wolf. I mean, he's, he's Captain America as a werewolf. That's that's the best thing that I've ever heard of, ever, so... Um, <laughs> Easy. Uh, for me, the, the worst character... And again, if you are unfamiliar with podcasts, the worst character can either be the worst written or the worst actual like character. And in this case, for me, it was Feral. She is a character at this point that's part of X-Force. Cable asks Shatterstar in just a one-panel question, like, hey, where'd Feral go? And then later we see her, and then Cable shoots her, and she's knocked out, and that's that's it. Like. No, Farrell's not involved with the rest of the story. She just like heard the calling of the wolves, and then Cable's like, "Nope, none of my team members are going to go do anything on their own or have any agency." Uh, and then, you know, Cable does have a significant part, kind of at the end of the story and, and kind of resolving the story. But yeah, Farrell gets nothing. She gets no agency. 
Might as, might as well just not even have a personality or a brain or anything. Yeah, had very few frames overall, you know, in the comic, yeah. I definitely noticed. Um, yeah, I think like two. Yeah. And so mine was, yes, another character that was there, but really didn't have much of an impact. Um, D-Man that you referenced uh, earlier, I, I think, was, uh, you know, benching a little bit with Cap um you know hanging around but he didn't you know one uh also had a line where he wasn't uh you know didn't help someone in need he wasn't even the classic you know hero that you you know that you should be so he was a very side you know side to the story because he wasn't definitely didn't find any werewolves in this episode um so yeah yeah i think honestly i think he was like i said he's kind of a subplot to set up the next story that I, if I'm, from my knowledge, is not a very good story, and yeah, doesn't have, doesn't do anything. Like he just doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I don't even think that whole thing sets up the next story that well, because you get a glimpse of it in that 408, the epilogue. Like I don't even think it, his whole thing, does much for that stuff. <laughs> so, On top of that, um, what was your what was your wow moment, Gavin? Uh, yes, yeah, so. Mine, I think, had to do with the uh, the battle that they had, I guess, with Star Wolf, and kind of just really the whole wrap up to the story because uh, it was quick, right? I mean, I feel like you had, you know, a good five episodes where you know, short really, you know, told you the problem with all the werewolves and you know what he's trying to do. He was finding his pilot originally, and then you know, especially if you didn't read the epilogue, epilogue, you know, where at six of six if you just read that comic it doesn't wrap up barely anything like you know I mean captain america's still a werewolf and so uh just the, the wrap up to the whole story is wow they did not do a good job with it so that's mine yeah so uh for me mine's more of a positive wow it was uh i love the the art of star wolf i'm a big sucker for that cosmic draw cosmic drawings inside the outline of a body uh, and you know when you add, make it a werewolf, that's even better. Uh, our final word, dumbest decision. For me, Dredmond makes the decision to lure the animalistic wolf-like superheroes somehow. Like there was something. Like they, I, I'm fairly certain that it was a, they made the decision. It was, or like you should have at least thought about that if you were calling to werewolves that you were going to end up bringing wolverine and wolfsbane who is a, at this point like a on x factor which is a government team and like she's in the papers and yeah it's and yeah john jameson like you had to know that john jameson was an astronaut and had connections to the avengers and was cap's pilot right if you paid attention to anything so why would you capture him of course cap's going to come come looking right yeah just asking for trouble mine's mine uh has to do with uh the moon hunter character that uh cap you know captain america meets early in the story basically uh you know classic flips it on him and and captures him and throws him in his own uh you know pit for the werewolves that he was capturing them all in in the first place but they you know, when when he goes to throw him in there, he says, you know, make sure he doesn't have any weapons. But he still had his whole suit on, his whole Moon Hunter suit, and it was his den that he created himself. And I know they made a little comment about it, 
you know, in the story. Uh, but yeah, uh, he immediately escapes from it is the, uh, you know, obviously the real, real draw. So, so yeah, trapping him in his own dungeon that he made with all his tools available to him. How did you expect that he'd stay? Well, yeah, stay and, they, at? and they also leave him to free the still brainwashed Wolverine too. And also, yep. there was so many wolves. Like Cap escapes that pit with all these wolves. Like you could have had, he could have been like, "Hey, you wolf, like keep an eye on him. You know, just just let us know if just anybody, any yeah, any one wolf to to stand guard." Well, but then of course, yeah, and then yeah, not to not to spoil things, but it it's resolved very quickly after he escapes too. But in like you said, in kind of a silly way. Um, so the score. Uh, time for time for the score. So we give a little wrap up of what we, what we learned, who we recommend this for, and give it a a score and put it on our board. So still have not bought a board. Uh, I apologize. Uh, we will have an actual physical board and uh, a post up uh, at some point to to let you keep track here. Uh, so what I learned: cool ideas are cool. Uh, don't listen to the haters. If you want to make Captain America a werewolf. Make Captain America a werewolf. Who's gonna Who's gonna stop you? It's the '90s, right? Uh, and I mean, who do I recommend this for? I'm, if If you like werewolves and Captain America, or one or the other, or just stupid '90s crap, which is half the people within ten years of my age, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's just fun silliness and yeah. I don't know. Is there anybody else you'd recommend it for, Cam? Um, yeah, I mean. I feel like with, with any of these, you're going to learn uh, or see a little bit of action. And sometimes people, you know, comic lovers, I think, are just looking for those those fights or the hero to find the, you know, the weakness that, uh, you know, maybe solves the fight. So it's action-y. It's for, yes, it's for those that are more looking for uh, maybe just to see, you know, some werewolves fight. It's not, not too much, too much deeper than that. Right, and so uh finally score gavin yes what did, what did you what did you have here for for your overall score out of 10 so yes so mine for this general yes good werewolf story uh but generic came in at a 7.0 even for me and actually uh i i ended up giving it a seven for me as well so that slots it, uh, I believe, just above the Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, uh, but still, still kind of low down list. Which, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's probably honestly seven's probably about as good a score as it could could ask for. Um, it, mm -hmm. Again, it was fun, and it didn't need to be more than fun. And if you want some fun, fun comic that reminds you a little bit of Halloween stories, and you know has uh dr druid who is about a discount dr strange uh it's it's pretty pretty great and yeah gavin any any last thoughts before we sign off here uh no just uh thanks for watching as usual this was was yeah it was a fun one to do i feel like we're always uh we've got a good mix mix of them we covered so far see so, yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, I've been Andrew, this is Gavin, and thanks to tuning in for Story Arcs Podcast.